My name is Sister Prince, and today is Sunday, April 8th, and I am interviewing Kenny Foster for the Asian American Immigration Exhibit at the Missouri Historical Society. I, um, I've, got the, I've got the recorder on okay. it. Okay. And I'm not so sure you're able to use okay. anything. And I'm not so sure exactly what kind of photograph. This is the one that, that I took them when I went to home in, back uh -huh. in 1982. Yeah, let me ask you, when when did you come to oh, the United 73. States? 1973. 1973. Mm -hmm. And you, you came? I came because my husband, he was American. Okay. Did you meet him in Korea? In Korea. He was working for uh, the State Department. Mm -hmm. And uh, we worked together in the same place. Where was that? In Korea. Yeah, so, well, actually, it's Ujongbu, Ujongbu, mm -hmm. Korea. And it's probably about 30 miles outside Seoul. And uh, so we used to work together. And uh, How old were you? I was uh, 22, 23. I was still in college when I still just worked college. there mm -hmm. part time. And then after I finished college, and um, we decided to come over here, so we did. And what was your maiden name? Kim. Kim. Mm -hmm. Kim Hesu. Kim Hesu. Uh huh. That's my name. And so we came here in '73. And did you come directly to St. Louis? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I haven't gone any other place since I've been here. And uh, that's probably my real name, but oh. nobody knows calls me real name. Now, well, the the high high suit. Now, is that your? That would be your last name. No, that would be my first, first name. name. And Kimmy came from. Kimmy came from actually my husband because he couldn't pronounce my name correctly. So my family name was Kim. So he said, "Well, just let me call you Kimmy because it's much easier." Oh, so it's high suit Kim. Yeah, is your real name. Mm -hmm. Okay. Actually, Kimmy was uh, my husband, was given by my husband oh, as right. nickname. Well, then that's a special name. Isn't <laughs> it? So yeah. it's H Y E capital S U K mm -hmm. and then K I M. Right. Right. Um, so you came straight. So he's from St. Louis. Mm -hmm. He was yeah. from St. Louis. Yeah, he was from St. Louis. And he, you told me he passed away. Yes, he passed away uh, in November '83. And as a matter of fact, Ellie was born in second grade when he passed away. And. Uh, so, I mean, things been a little rough, you know, when you try to live by yourself and raise a kid by yourself, but you know, can't complain, really. What has this country, were you looking forward to coming to oh this yes. country? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I absolutely. And you already, obviously, were speaking English if you worked for the State Department. Yeah. Well, he was working for State Department. I was one of his employees. He uh -huh. was uh, running for uh, what they call it. Uh, the club was run by the State Department, and uh, the, we had he had a probably about 75 to 80 Korean employees, mm -hmm. and I was one of his cashiers. Mm -hmm. I was working the part time when I was going to college, mm -hmm. and so I, yeah, I did speak, you know, mm -hmm. English. Not good as <laughs> I wanted to be, but um, yeah, I did speak some English. How did you find it when you came here? Was it as you thought? Uh, no, sort of. I was really disappointed at the beginning because the fact that, you know, 
the American in overseas, we think them they're the most richest people in the world, you know, and most of them all act that way too. You know, we all think that they have a big homes and ranches and horses and, you know, <laughs> and have an in-ground pool and things like that. And the, the, the idea about America that I have is what I saw in the magazine and movies, you know, mm -hmm. and I really didn't expect a lot of downside America until I came here. And my husband's, my, my mother-in-law used to live in a uh, Masonic home in Delma. Which the home itself was beautiful and clean, but to get there, I mean, to go through the Delma, I, I, mean, I actually broke down and cried because that wasn't something that I wanted to see uh, in America. And it was, it was really, it was a shock to me that there was part of that exist in America. And, um, but, you know, I got used to it. <laughs> Um, what other things were novels you thought from movies? And well, the one thing that I came here Sunday morning, so of course there wasn't no traffic, you know, and mm -hmm. I kisses the, you know, I thought it's all this I see in the movies, I mean, the every highway just full of cars, and where are they, you know? <laughs> and then before my husband said, this is just Sunday morning, there is no traffic. So that was the first thing that, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. I, I was surprised. Of course, I didn't know because to me it was every day. You see traffic, traffic jamming. <laughs> yeah. So that was the first thing that I asked him. Mm -hmm. And then when I came here, there was a really bad flood. It was 1973, March 30th when I came here. We had a really bad flood. And I didn't know there was a flood. So when I looked down, it, the whole city was just, I mean, you know, it was on the water, it seems like, and mm -hmm. I didn't realize, I said, mm -hmm. where am I here, you know? So you came to a country that you thought was going to be perfect. <laughs> well, yes, yes. That's how naive I was. I well, I think that's not being naive. I think that's the picture that was portrayed to you by, by the well, media and everything else. And but and I, should stories. Be, I should be mature enough to know, no matter what country you go to, there'll be pretty side and there's an ugly side and there's a good people and bad people mm -hmm. and you're going to run into just about the same what I grew up with but I would just uh, so I idolize in America it just mm -hmm. maybe I didn't want it to what about the people people are people are very good I have a, I made a, so many friends and um, people were very more than I expected Maybe I was fortunate enough to meet a lot of good friends. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I did have a little problem with my sister-in-law when I came, because she was a lot much older than I, I was. And um, the cultural difference was pretty much shocked to her, because she was just so proud of me. She invited her friends and have lunch together. And my custom, we're not supposed to be mingled with older people. And because of that just, you know, showed disrespect for elderly. So as soon as her friends come and I just get up and, you know, leave, leave the room leave because them. I shouldn't be there, you know, listen to their conversation, what they talk about. Well, my sister thought I was insulting her friend. Sure. You know, so. How did that get, how did it work out? Well, my husband explained to her eventually. I said, that's, a, that's Kim's custom, you know, she shouldn't be with the older people. 
you know, the younger generation just shouldn't be in the same room because that shows just disrespect for elders and, you know, that's that's how their culture is. So you have to understand that. Well, you better tell her, this is America. I invited my friend to meet her and she should be in the room. Well. So we had to both adjust yes, it. Yes, everybody had good intentions. Right, exactly. And we just didn't understand it. I think right. that happens often, uh, no matter where people come from. It's, it's, uh, there's probably more of a language difficulty than you had, maybe, but just an inability to. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, there are customers, of, I'm sure the Japanese and Chinese are probably the same. And before we enter the house, we take his shoes off, you know. And so when I came over here immediately, before I went into the house, I took my shoes off and my sister would say, why is she taking her shoes off? <laughs> why, where did that originate and what does it mean? It's just a cleanness, I think. Because if you think about it, with your shoes, how many different places? Bathroom, you go parking lot, people spit it everywhere. God knows what you're going to bring in the house. You know? <laughs> So, you know, you take your shoes off or before you enter the house. And, but eventually, you know, I got accustomed to it now. But, uh, so, you know, it took me a long time to, you know, understand my sister-in-law. Not the language, but I didn't have a, really any language problem. It's just that the how I grew up and how, you know, have to adjust the American the way they're living. What what did you try, or did you try to keep? What cultural, what kind of cultural identity did you try and well, keep if you did it all? Not really. I didn't. Know. The one thing, my husband was American, and he didn't speak any Korean at all. He lived there for six and a half years before we came back but he did not really try to learn any Korean language because there's always people who work with him all speak English. Mm -hmm. And that the housing he, we were living in, it was also his all-American village, you know. So it wasn't, to him, it didn't, he really didn't have to try to learn Korean cultures or Korean uh, way of living because, uh, you know, no matter where he go, it was, he was always surrounded by Americans. You were married there. Yeah. And did you have a Korean wedding? No, no. We just went to the you know American Embassy and mm -hmm. registered there. Mm -hmm. yeah, so we really didn't have a whole lot of time because my father was. I mean, my father was just a totally. Matter of fact, I did let all my sister know I was getting married, but I was so afraid of my father because he's a very old-fashioned man, and uh, I knew he wasn't going to approve of that me marrying time, so I, uh, my sister knew that I was getting married, but I told my dad after I got married, yeah. and he didn't forgive me for a long time until Sally came along, because she was born here, and uh, I came here in 73, and uh, she was born in 75, so I guess after she come along, then he sort of, uh, you know, overcome and that anger. So has he been here? Not yet. Have you been back? Oh yeah. So I took my daughter. That's the picture that I brought it here. And uh, 82, we went there. Let's look at the pictures then. See what uh, we've got. This, this is my dad. 
You can see he's very. <laughs> <laughs> what can I say? Oh, he's I don't know. He's very old-fashioned type of person. Because uh, he has a dress on, a kimono, or what, what do you call it? Well, it's a hanbo. Hanbo. Uh -huh. Japanese, uh, they call it kimono. This is a Korean man's costume. It's hanbok. Hanbok. Mm -hmm. It's H A N B O K. And these, th what is this underneath, which is pants? Yeah, it's a pants, oh, the but they, yeah, they tie. This is like a gown, the black one uh -huh. is like a gown. So a, a, han a hanbok han is both of these? There's actually three pieces. Underneath this black gown, he's got a uh, sort of like a top portion of uh -huh. like a, well, in the one we can call it blouse. And then he's got a pants underneath. But the whole thing is a handbook? Mm hmm okay. Call it a handbook. Both the underneath part and the top. Right. The whole outfit. Uh -huh. And that can be in any color? Oh, yeah. Call it any. Uh -huh. But normally, man's clothes is a very dull color, either black or gray or white and silver, and that's about it. Now, he wears a Western clothes, oh, yes. but he's yes. just, is this a? That's a sort of like, a, I guess it was a New Year's, Eve, New Year's Day or a Thanksgiving some, something. You have Thanksgiving? We have Thanksgiving yet, but it falls on during September. Yeah. It's sort of like they celebrating harvest and new crops uh -huh. and you know. Uh -huh. and it's it a big thing. What is your biggest holiday? Probably Thanksgiving and a New Year's. Yes, yeah, those two. What did your father do? What does your father My father when I was born he was he was a banker. And then after the war broke down we evacuated to my grandparents' house way down the southern part of Korea. And then I went to school there um, until third grade, I believe. And then we moved back to Seoul. And uh, I grew up and I finished all my school in Seoul or whatever. But well, you weren't born in North Korea. Oh, no, no. No, just the southern, no, just the northern part of. Well, Seoul is a very close, it's a very close to the DMV, mm -hmm. you know. And then Okay, this is this is a whole Korea here. Mm -hmm. Okay, but divided half it will be DMG, right. and the northern part is North Korea, and the south is South Korea. Mm -hmm. I don't think North Korea has any relationship with the United States because that's communist. Right. Okay. Even though they try to, uh, there's a dialogue going on between North and South to try to unify, just like in Germany, and I hope it happens. Uh, right now. What was happening to you during the war? I, to tell you the truth, I don't remember anything because I was, war, I was born in July 47 and war for 50 and I don't remember anything. I have no memories for about war at all. And my older sister had and I think I was like a two and a half years old or a three and I just don't remember anything. I Nothing. Only thing that I remember what my father told me, and uh, he told me every time I was, you know, bad or didn't behave something. My dad said, "Why they were evacuating? There's thousands of people just flooding all over the street and whatever, and I mean, it was just a chaos." And then my dad and my my mom and dad had the three girls down. My oldest sister, myself, and my number three mm -hmm. sister, who was really a baby then. And they were just like, walking and walking, and all of a sudden they realized I was missing. Oh. So my mom would just panic and start crying. And so my dad, he didn't 
title then somewhere in the farmer's house somewhere and they walked back all the way the road that they were traveling hoping that he will find me which he did oh. and he said uh, he said last time he, you were standing the same place where we left and just uh, crying your lungs out he says if you would have walked away from that moment to somewhere who knows? You probably ended up at orphanage somewhere. <laughs> Somebody could have picked you up just oh, trying yeah. to be nice. Yeah, so, I mean, it's fascinating when I hear the story like that, but I don't remember anything. But your family was touched, obviously. You had to move. Oh, you yeah. were part of the oh, yeah. people that were, oh, were disturbed. My dad and my mom and my older sister. My older sister remembers a few things, mm -hmm. but I don't remember. Okay, well, let's let's see what you've got. Okay. Let's no, I want your photographs. <laughs> I don't know, just you. This is this is what I'm looking yeah, for. That's my sister and my two nephew. Uh -huh. I haven't seen him for years. Now this is in Korea. That's in Korea. Okay. And this is her. She doesn't work. She's a hot tipper, just a housewife. And mm -hmm. this is her husband, who is a uh, assistant principal at a high school, mm -hmm. and also. Um, I think he's working for his MBA degree right now. So that's my sister, and this is their brand new car. And years ago, nobody even dreamed of has a car. Now almost everybody has a car. So, what was your dad a banker before he was a banker? But years ago, still nobody ever had a car. Mm -hmm. Banker or not? Huh? Mm -hmm. So before the war was he that, a yeah, banker? Yeah, before. And then that's after the war, this is my daughter. She's cute. That's my dad again. In his home in Korea. Mm -hmm. Now, is your mother still living? No, my mother died when when I was little. I was seventh grade when my mom died. This is when my older sister from Korea came here to visit me mm -hmm. in this front of my house. This is my younger sister who was in a kindergarten when my mom died. But she lives in Tennessee. Oh, well, she came here too. Oh yeah, she came here. She's living good life. She came here. <laughs> <laughs> and this is here. Yeah, this okay. is here. And this is my number three sister, who was a baby at the time of war. And yeah. this is her husband. And this well, isn't that doesn't that her? No, this is my younger sister. We have a five. Oh, five! Mm -hmm. I thought you only had three. This is my, this is number one sister, yes. and I'm number two, mm -hmm. and that's number three, and this one is number four, and that's five. Oh, okay. And, and uh, where do they live? They live in Seoul. Matter of fact, he came to, uh, he went to SIU in Carbondale oh, for one year to mm -hmm. working for his master's degree in journalism. And my sister has a bachelor's degree in music. She's a musician, plays a violin, mm -hmm. piano, and she, after she got married, she didn't want to travel anymore, so mm -hmm. she decided to go into teaching. So she was a music teacher in high school for a long time, up to about a year and, year and a half ago. She quit and she opened her own studio. Are you all, are you, what, um, well, I'll wait, let's, let's look at that. And that's okay. my older sister, number one sister, and that's her husband, who is a principal in high school over there. They came over because they're both in education here. Mm -hmm. And uh, two years ago when they came over here, I gave them a tour for the American high school, and they were just impressed. They were just... The high schools? Yes, and those my two nieces. Were they impressed with the high schools 
or also what was done in the high school? Just the physical set well, set up or yes, part yes. of the curriculum? Well, when they came over here, they were just doing the summer vacation. Well, oh. you know, after school was out, so mm -hmm. they didn't get to actually see how they, you know, what's going in the classroom. So they actually just saw the physical building yes. and how the schools are set up, and it was just they were just really amazing. Mm -hmm. Now, what do you have? What do you have from here for your family? Okay, this kind of sort of. What What did you? What religion were you, Kimmy? Well, I was in um, Korea. Actually, my grandmother was a Buddhist, mm -hmm. and uh, I have an an uncle who's a Baptist, and I have one of my aunts. She's been widowed ever as long as I remember. She was Catholic, man, but she was almost became nun. And uh, so my family was all divided with different yes, religious. So everything. So what are you? What were I'm you? I'm a Catholic now. Mm -hmm. I uh, took a license, and my daughter was. Uh, she went to Catholic school here, mm -hmm. and uh, so therefore, and I took a lesson from the Catholic priest here. Was Was your husband Catholic? Is that he was, but he uh. was a divorced Catholic. What so What uh, What were you in Korea? Just I wasn't really belong to anything. I was just a matter of fact when my dad got remarried, after three years my mom died. My dad got mm -hmm. remarried. And then my stepmother was a Catholic. So and I was already in high school. So every Sunday she took us to the Catholic church and, you know, we went to Catholic mm -hmm. church over there, but I wasn't baptized or anything. Do you do you try and, and hang on to some of the things like I asked you before but do you the language, probably. Language is about the only thing. Does Sally know? No. Mm -hmm. talk, you don't speak to me. I really, that I should have really tried when she was little, but now just she has no, she has no desire. Mm -hmm. She has no desire of uh, learning anything different. In a way, it makes me uh, sad because and it makes my father really upset because every time he calls, he cannot communicate with me. Mm -hmm. So it makes my father really upset because he wants to talk to her and he wasn't able to. Maybe when she's older, I she just will naturally wonder about the, the half of her that she doesn't know. I don't think she really misses it because she never, she doesn't know if she knows I'm from Korea. But she was born here. All the her friends, you know, mm -hmm. are American. And then the top of that, even when after I married to my husband, when I came here, I wasn't really involved with it, any uh, Korean association or around the people because I was working full time, and I was just too busy to raise her and working mm -hmm. full time and take care of a house and husband, mm -hmm. whatever, so I really didn't have any time to go out and meet Korean people. And my husband was a really funny person because he, since he didn't speak the language, he didn't want the Korean people around him because naturally when we get together, we start speaking our own language and he mm -hmm. gets really offended. You know, so he said, if you want to have your friends over, make sure I'm not home. Mm -hmm. You know, And he didn't try to learn anything. And I really didn't push him. Oh, I figured, you know, I need to speak English now since I live in America. So therefore, I was go along with him because mm -hmm. I figure more of my own language that I use will be, you know, take more time yeah. for me to learn English. So. Yeah. 
therefore, at home where she's grown, it was just a only way she be that she knows I'm Korean mm -hmm. because the way I look. Mm -hmm. But everything else, we eat American food. <laughs> we speak English, and we have a nice home, American style. So, to her, it's really she didn't know any feel. She didn't feel any different, mm -hmm. you know, except that back in '82 when I took her home, and before we left her, and I gave her quick, you know. Instructions: Take your shoes off before you go in the house, and mm -hmm. you have to bow to the elderly person, especially grandfather. And so I taught a few things, and uh, I mean, to her, it was totally strange, and, and it was a hot summer. It was hot summer, and she just didn't like it at all, because none of the home at the time we were staying with my sister, and she was up a little, you know, upper middle class, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, people and they were accordingly their lives uh, but she didn't have a central air condition. Yeah. It just so you know, the air conditioning unit but mm -hmm. the electricity was so expensive half the time it was turned off. Mm -hmm. So to her it was miserable. So not not a good you mentioned before about the way you look. Uh -huh. I will I will say the way you look is very beautiful. Oh, and thank I'm you. sure you've heard this before <laughs> many you. times. But how has the way you look because people do know that you're Asian. Mm -hmm. um, how has that affected your life here? And, and how has it made you feel? I don't really try to change my image. There's nothing. I feel I'm an American. And, you know, I what I feel inside is it doesn't make any difference how I look. And. Uh, but how other people view you? Uh, so far, the, all my friends. They accept me very well, mm -hmm. and I have no, or oh, any time even at work, and they know I'm from Korea, mm -hmm. but I never try to change my image or try to, because I do feel that I'm American, mm -hmm. and uh, I strongly believe the uh, vote. I never missed it except twice, but it was an emergency that I had I missed, and uh, I, I, I feel I'm American. So I mean, maybe that affects how that reflects how I feel. Well, I was thinking I in terms know. of people viewing you and wondering, well, what, well, who is she? What is she? Is she? Oh, when the people Japanese ask Japanese or oh Chinese? Oh yeah, oh yes. People ask me, are you from Japanese? And some even people say, are you Hawaii? Or are you from Hawaii or even Mexico? Mm -hmm. Mexico. <laughs> no, and I told them I'm from Korea, mm -hmm. and uh, and I'm not ashamed to tell them because that's where I'm from, and. Uh, so far, no one really, the people around me, my friends or my husband's family, uh, really say, you know, you look different, you're a different person. You know, of course I have a different, I am a different do person. You think it, do you think it bothers uh, Asian Americans that people don't know which country they came from? Oh, no, no, I don't feel that way. Maybe there's just some people who do feel uh, offended or something, but just like when I look at you, I can yeah. tell whether you're American or you're from England or, or France or German or right. I cannot tell any different, you know. Well, we all came from somewhere. Somewhere, right. <laughs> or, or unless you're American, American Indian. Right. But so, you know, unless you live that environment, you can mm -hmm. tell somehow a difference. I met a couple American who really can tell right away you Japanese or Korean mm -hmm. or whatever, which is really amazing to me because sometimes I cannot even tell different they're Japanese or they're Chinese, uh, uh -huh. you know. Well, there are so many, I suppose, 
Chinese that have gone into different countries and lived there, ethnic Chinese that became, not became yeah, something else, but, right. but took on the so, uh, language. Uh, yeah, when people ask me where I'm from, and no, I don't feel uh, offended or anything. It doesn't concern No, it doesn't concern me at all. Um, all right, let's see. Uh, this what is just downtown Seoul. Oh. Back in 1982, now it's probably all just a little bit of it's all toned down and probably high rise mm, buildings. Yeah. yeah, it looks like a <laughs> industrial, industrious, mm -hmm. uh, tremendous city. It was huge. Now, is this downtown? Mm -hmm. It's downtown Seoul. Mm -hmm. And this is a sort of like a history museum in here. Oh. But it's, um, I like one of these. Now, this okay, is your sure. trip back. Mm -hmm. So we're really showing Sally the sights, whether she wants to see them or not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think she would like that. You know how the teenagers are. Uh, yes, but this is Sally. That's a Sally. She was eight years old. Eight. Mm -hmm. Is that the last time? Yes, she was. It was back. the first time and last time. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. She said, "If you want to go back, Mom, go by yourself." But you were trying, <laughs> and that's important. Um, I'm going to let's see. You can pick. Yeah, I want to see first yeah. what, what, uh, and then maybe you can. And there's, there's your father. Mm -hmm. uh, um, I'd like to pick one that you feel is uh, a good photograph. <laughs> well, you might be able to find some of the cultural stuff toward the back, toward end, because this is just this all snapshot that I took. Well, I'd like something where where there's a scene of of uh, whatever structure, you know, something good. What is this? The statue? Uh huh. That's the statue of. A, he was the one person. It's a book called the Mr. An Jung Gun, and he was helping that Korea years ago to be uh, independent, because. You know that Korea was uh, occupied Japanese for 36 years. Yes. And my matter of fact, my father and mother, they were both educated by Japanese. So my Korea had a hard oh yeah. time. I don't remember, of course, I'm, you know, but there was my father and mother's when they were teenagers. So they were educated, but my father speaks very fluent Japanese. Mm -hmm. He reads all the Japanese books. But their generation has a little hatefulness toward the Japan, mm -hmm. Japanese people. Obviously, my generation, though, mm -hmm. we don't because you know, that was an over and done. Well, they were weather. occupied, really. Oh yeah, but no, this is Sally Singh. Uh huh. It's one of those stone statues. Mm -hmm. That was an outdoor, uh, like a, the garden. Yes. Yeah. And this is like an outdoor auditorium. They have concerts there. And this is my mother's grave. And the grave is, is over there is a quite different than here. Over here, we put, you know, it's a flat. But over there is like a half a moon shape. And what is that? So th this is the stone, and this is the uh -huh, that, mound. That, yeah. They're not all flat here, can you? Sometimes, oh, is that right? Mm -hmm. Sometimes there's a um, mound, not quite like this, but um, oh, sort of a rectangular shape that would be the size of a I don't think I have the same one. Yes, and um, uh, maybe it's just in so, some cemetery. Mm -hmm. It's possible. Um, and this is my brother-in-law. Is there writing on this? Yeah, book? it was supposedly, but it got so old we couldn't hardly read. So my brother-in-law 
you know, he says, well, let me do something for your mother. My mother-in-law, oh. so he put the brand new stone for my oh, mother's oh, nice. cemetery, yeah. He is a very, very thoughtful person. It's just unbelievable. He understands a lot about Orient, and while he was in Korea, he visited all this a different factory, how the china's made, and you know, how this, uh, the basket's made, and he has so much interest in that stuff. He probably know more than I do. Well, this is... That's, this yeah, that's my younger sister. We <laughs> all crying. Yeah, and mother. Time to cry. And, and what is this? Okay, when, when you visit Greg, mm -hmm. we normally take it. This was a candy my mother used to like. Mm -hmm. And you, so you take something, that person, what they used to like, and then you just sprinkle over the grave. Mm -hmm. and it, it's a superstition, but you think their soul is going to come out and mm -hmm. enjoy it. Uh -huh. Now this is candy. That's and this candy, is and this is just wine. Uh -huh. And this is? And this is different kind of a wine, two mm -hmm. different kind of wine. Mm -hmm. We just pour a little bit over grave, and the rest of them, everybody divide it up and drink it. I'm trying to see if there is a, if I had this, Mm -hmm. With some faces showing, mm -hmm. but I don't know what I do. Mm -hmm. And that's there's. Are, are you in any of this? Mm, no, this was after we came back. We weren't in this picture. Mm -hmm. Are you in any of these? Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's me, mm -hmm. Sally, my sister, my dad. It could be any beach. I need something. What is this? Okay, this is that the years ago, uh, even when I grew up, if you go farm, uh, farmland or countryside, you would see a lot of straw house. House was actually roof was it's built with the straws, mm -hmm. you know, and um, somehow they tear down all those old houses. And then they made a certain area in South Korea called the Folk Village. And this is what it is, Folk Village. So to see that old time how people years ago live, farmers and uh, fishermen, uh, uh, whatever, you almost have to go to this village to see. Oh, I see. It's you know, like, it's like a model town. Yeah, yes. it's like a model mm -hmm. town. Oh, yeah. Now, are you in any of these? No, this would just we. Uh, you took we pictures. Took, yeah, of pictures. It. Matter of fact, but this is but here's Sally. That's a Sally, and this is they were taking. They were shooting movie <laughs> when we got there, and uh, so I told. All right. Now this is a folk. Mm-hmm. This is a kind of a dance you see on the Thanksgiving day because they are celebrating new crops, and there's a whole village is celebrating. Mm -hmm. And uh, so you went to see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this is, is this you? That's me. And what is this beautiful? That, it's just one of those, uh, if I say pagoda, that's yeah. what, is that it? Well, not the pagoda. Pagoda is a sort of a little, uh, statue, so oh. whatever. Oh, <laughs> <Just> groping. Yeah. <laughs> this is Help just me. an old building. Old building. Um, people use it, they have a meeting, you know, like a oh. town meeting, and it's beautiful. It's Oh, it's really, it's a lot of detail work. Mm -hmm. And this is how they grow the ginseng, ginseng farm here. Mm -hmm. And this is a very old traditional Korean house. 
Yeah, the Walsh Sally. Rose. Mm -hmm. That's Sally. Oh, how pretty. The, the dress. The, uh, Very colorful. Oh, the style of it <laughs> is so elegant. That's not too elegant. Mm -mm. Okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this, this, what is this? That's just like a uh, hat, yeah. a paper hat. With Dad? Mm -hmm. What is this? That's that they wanted the part of it in, inside this whole oh, village. That, that mm -hmm. village. Mm -hmm. And it was this because it was so warm, everybody sort of sitting around mm -hmm. in their underwear. Yes. <laughs> we have electric, you know, the fans, uh -huh. but that's not nearly as like a central air conditioning. And this is the International Airport in Korea. Oh, this is just in the house. Oh, this is this uh, that's just my house. Cyber and Husky. Yeah. Now, um, let's see. I think. Yeah. When we came here, he he had a house all set up the way he felt comfortable. Mm -hmm. So I would just go along with it. If if I came with a Korean family. They're probably different, but when I came here, I had a big help, the American husband, so I really didn't have a whole lot to learn because he he had a, you know, house set up the way American lives. Yes. So, so what you're saying is had you come with a Korean husband? Oh, it would have been different. Oh, absolutely. It would be very different. But you know, on the circumstances, but since I had an American husband, it just, I didn't, I didn't have to live like a queen, what I'm saying. You know, I had all the American furniture and... You didn't have to live like a queen, or you didn't have the opportunity to live like a Korean? Probably both. Probably both. Do you get homesick? Do you miss anything? Yes, once in a while, but especially before Sally was born. And uh, I was, I was, I'm very active person. I'm not the homebody type. Mm -hmm. Even when I was college, I was working. Even, I mean, I have to move. And when I came here, my husband didn't want me to work. He said, "Well, you know, what I'm making with my paycheck is no problem to take care of both of us. So you're going to stay home." Well, I didn't know how to drive then. I didn't have a driver license. I didn't have. A you know, where to go or anything. So I stayed home about three months. And I was crazy because my husband leave home by 7.30 in the morning, come home at 5 o'clock at night. I sit there in, in the house by myself. You know, of course you watch a TV or listen to radio or take care of a house, but that wasn't what I wanted to. So finally, I told the three months, I said, either I am going to get a job and go work, or I'm going home. But he said, well, if that's how you feel, why don't you just get a part-time job then? I said, I don't care. I just need to get out of the house. So he did. He got me a job where he was working. He used to work at the Coast Guard base as a civilian. 
So he got me a job there as a part-time cashier. And before I know it, you know, slowly, you know, one by one, and I became a full-time, mm -hmm. you know, employee, and that was it. So, and it was the last time I stayed home. Had you had a chance to finish your college education? Oh yes, I finished my college over there. I have a bachelor's degree in business, mm -hmm. and then when I came over here, uh, I started working at the bank in 1977. And while I was working at the bank, and I took a few extra courses, and I went to Merrimack and got an associate degree in banking and finance. And hopefully, if I can get some student loan this uh, spring, matter of fact, deadline is May 1st, and I'm not so sure I have a time to fill out the application. It's been in my car in the last two weeks of carrying back and forth. I didn't have a chance to look at it. I'm going to start working for my MBA degree. And Good for you. All right, let's see. Uh, you know, whole family come, mm -hmm. either Japanese family or Korean family or Chinese family. I'm the probably one of the exceptional case that probably came with American husbands, so it might be a little different. Mm -hmm. uh, how do they? How do their lifestyle? All different. Everyone a little bit differently. The Japanese that I have interviewed. Uh, you have the, the John and Nick here. Yeah, mm -hmm. for the most part, were born. Uh, they are the here. second and third generation, mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, one gentleman was quite elderly, and, mm -hmm. and many of them had. Some were born in St. Louis, oh. and some were born on the West Coast and were in camps and came out. So, and, and then came here. Mm -hmm. So, um, but the ties, I've interviewed ties that blend their culture. They uh -huh. keep their Buddhism, the ones that I've interviewed, and they. And from what they say, that's very, um, that's for the most part true. Mm -hmm. um, but their religion is a big part of their life, and they've worked hard, and they, I think 95% of them are professionals, and 5% are not. And, uh, Chinese, I interviewed one that uh, was born here. Mm -hmm. Not born here, but lived in old, old Chinatown. She came here in 24. Um, Others that came, they they combined both. The Japanese, the Japanese don't. The Japanese, um, except for one, they try very hard to be Americans through and through, mm -hmm. and um, are concerned when things like now are going on in Japan. Mm -hmm. But the, the anti-Japanese, they're feeling they get very concerned. Yeah. Um, I think that that matter is probably some of the Koreans feel that way too because, you know, maybe not as much in Japan, but a lot of automobiles been, you know, imported from Korea, a lot of clothing and, you know, shoes. And so, I mean, lots and lots of merchandise are coming from Korea and American people think, you know, because of the things coming from Korea or Japan or Chinese or whatever, they are losing their jobs, mm -hmm. you know. so. Uh, this anti-Asian feeling is not just a tour to Japanese, I don't think. And that probably goes extended to Korea and Chinese also, and even Tha yeah, Taiwan, you know. Yeah. So some people are do very concerned, you know. The, um, I haven't got the Laotians or... Mm -hmm. I don't think there's a whole lot of the import coming through there. I'm sure there is a some, yeah. but majority percentage watch it's Japan, Korea, and China. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, you know, naturally, 
the American field toward the anti-Asian is probably those three countries are mm -hmm. probably most. What uh, what are is there any anti-Asian feeling between the Asian community? I didn't know there wasn't even such a thing just until I started going to the meeting with this group of people. Oh, you went to this meeting at the International Institute? Well, not the Inter International Institute, but we had a sort of like a private meeting just to get together from Japanese group and oh, Chinese. Nikki and John. Yeah, and the TC from Men China. TC Peng. Uh-huh, mm -hmm. and us, and Sean brought it up and, you know, some of the incidents they had, not just St. Louis, is from outside the St. Louis, other, you know, town like the New York or whatever, the big city, where there's a lot more Asian people live. So I guess when there's a more bigger population of Asian lives there, there are probably other incidents happen more than here. Mm -hmm. So things like that, I wasn't much aware of that. But uh, John brought it up and, you know, the way the American people, the anti-Asian feeling, it could be very possibly happen here too. Mm -hmm. And therefore he feels that we should get together and let the people get involved in politics because there are a lot of Asian people who are American citizens. Mm -hmm. But when you look at it, you don't know whether I'm an American citizen. So when somebody look at me, they don't know whether I'm able to vote or, you know, they could easily think she just came from Korea yesterday mm -hmm. or, you know. So we're trying to, Matter of fact, at least I feel very, very strongly that I'm going to try to uh, organize something such as like a coalition of uh, Asian American border registration. And I'm going to make an opportunity in our May festival and have the people register and let them, you know, aware of how important it is for one one vote counts a lot. Absolutely. And uh, you know, to me, that's a very special privilege. And you know, when I become a citizen. I mean, that was the one of the big things that it given to me, and I want to use the exercise as much as I can, and I don't understand why some people don't do it. When did you become a citizen? In 1977. So you didn't waste any time? No, because I would, I mean, I would just uh, waiting to be American citizens, so I would just, to me, that was the problem, most exciting moment in my life, you know, and I was so proud of it, and so that is, you know, and I do see a lot of American people, including my friend, you know, they were born here, they were American, and so they don't realize how it, sometimes I don't think, you know, oh well, so I don't go to vote, so what makes it different? And I see, I don't look at that way. I just say, God, you know, I mean, that's the probably the most, the biggest privilege you ever have. I say, you know, why not exercise? And so I really like to educate it at least the Korean people, as much as I, if I have a chance, um, just have them register and have them get involved. Kimmy, what else were the concerns of the, the Asian community when you met? First thing that I felt that they don't really try to be mingle with Americans. What I mean is I'm sure they do because, you know, if they work with American company, they work with the government or uh, they work with American private company or like myself, whatever, we all have to be, you know, to be like a American. But somehow, I guess I don't feel that way, so sometimes it's it, it hard for me to understand why do they feel that way, you know? 
because I never felt it, even though I know I'm Korean. I just, when I go work, I'm part of them. You know, I'm just one of them. So what do you think their feeling is? They, they, they feel like they, they want to isolate themselves, you know, from, uh, rather than... Did they say this in the meeting or... or no, no, that's what I it, felt. What you see yeah, it. what I felt that in... Maybe, maybe, maybe I'm sure it's just my own opinion. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, maybe I'm hoping, hoping I'm wrong because I hope they don't just isolate themselves and you know not to mix with American work because that's not the way they should live. We all in one community. And I always felt that I said, if you don't like this country, why did you come? You know, obviously you had a big dream. This must be, you know, the land with you know the opportunity so you came here and so therefore they should make the best of it yeah. you know well sometimes people come and it isn't what they wanted and they either can't get back or they're stuck you know are they more homesick than they think they might be or the older generation i think mm -hmm. older generation, because they always believe in their soul and body should be buried in their homeland to me, I mean, it's okay. My husband's very so, and I have a daughter who was born in here, so, you know, I mean, I just, to me, this is where I'm going, and I know this is where I'm going, but older generation, they still wishes to bury their body back home, mm -hmm. and that's probably how they, you know, strongly believe, you know, even though they are here, they're wanting the desire to go back home eventually in the time of her death is probably very important to them. Is there some meaning that it, going back to your mother's grave with that half moon crescent that uh, man? I'm not so sure what was the meaning. It's, it, that's the way it has been for, you know, as long mm -hmm. as I remember. So I'm not sure if there is any specific meaning. Well, Kim, all right, I will look forward to your maybe mailing me okay, a few I'll send you some photographs maybe. or yeah. I can pick them up and where you work or something and we'll see if we can't get and I will choose them and, and I thank you for oh, for no your time. <laughs> I said I think Americans are pretty ignorant about this part of the world, your part of the world or your previous part of the world and though we shouldn't be because we've had such a I played such a part in it lately. I didn't worry about future future generation of America because just for example for Sally, I see that through her every day. And knowing the kids over there, I mean, of course they I mean they study too much over there. That's all they do, just a study, study, study. Mm -hmm. Because without going through the good college college education, you just nobody. And they are prepared from elementary school for that. And I see Sally, I mean, she never have a homework. I said, don't you ever have a homework? I mean, we, when I went to school, we, we went to school including Saturday. Saturday half day was like from uh, 8 o'clock to 2.30 in the afternoon. That was our half day. That's a whole full day here, you know. And I mean, we carry tons of books when we have to stay up like at 2 o'clock in the morning to get your homework done. If it's a weekend, we have extra homework because you have an extra day to, you know, stay home. And it, it is just so much different here. It just, I think eventually 10, 15 years from now on, it just, 
I'm not so sure what would happen because kids over there, they are worried about, you know, especially teenagers, high school teenagers, I guess. I mean, their social life is so important. I mean, that is their priority, especially on weekends. And over there, weekends, you study more. So now we're back to what we talked about earlier but didn't really get into, is the values that you maybe left there. <laughs> Um, Maybe I still carry that in me. Yes. Yes. Uh, yes. And I many Americans have those, uh, but many don't. Well, in some way, I do believe it's it's a school system. It's their fault because I'm sure there's a lot of devoted, really devoted their life and the teaching the children and whatever, but. You know, to me, their attitude, some of the teachers that I know, and uh, I mean, it's there just a job. You go there for seven hours, eight hours, or whatever you require, and you know, just like a five o'clock comes, I want to get out of the bank, and that's how they feel. And I have, I guess most of my families are in education field, maybe that's how I feel strongly too. And more than money, they, they became a teacher because a part of the, yeah, to make a living. But the second is that too, when you become a teacher and somehow you just want to, I think they have a different attitude even though we compare the same teacher in here, teacher over there. It's just, the attitudes are different. You know, they wouldn't mind uh, spend another couple hours extra to teach, yeah, help, help the kids and whatever. And, I mean, because that's their belief, you know, and that's how they feel strongly, you know, to be educated, you really should help the kids. And I think that the, from what I understand, the Koreans are known to be, uh, to, to feel that education is extremely oh, important. Absolutely. They, I think it's his parents, and even my dad, you know, even when I went to school, uh, sixth grade, up to sixth grade is a free education. Starting seventh grade, parents just start paying tuition. We're talking about public school. And, and is your public school chosen by where you live? At the time, but no, that's for elementary school. Mm -hmm. But once you go into the seventh grade, then you take a test. Mm -hmm. And you could travel for the other side oh. of the county, mm -hmm. but you... Depending I on where you fit well, in, scholastically. Yes. And then if you pass the test, and then you accept it. If you don't pass it, then you try another school, and you know eventually you will accept some school. But the competition is it's just unbearable even at the time. And then you start paying tuition. And my dad, I mean, he wasn't the wealthy, wealthy person, but so there's always a two, or because we were like a two year and a half, or two years different in age-wise, so there's always a two or three in that school, you know. So it was very much a burden for my dad, especially when we went to college, you know. And uh, it was, but my dad strongly believed he probably hocked the last pair of shoes that he has if he can come up with the money to send the kids to school. And that's how he feels about it. And they're the most parents all feels about it. Education was just so important to them. Did he uh, behave a little differently when your younger sister got married to an American? No, because my, my brother-in-law was, even though he was from, he is from America, 
he had a very much oriented mind. I mean, he eat like a Korean, he think like a Korean, he act like an American, you know, the Korean. Only thing different is he was American. He had American look, but he loved the country over there. Now he was he worked over there also. He was in army. Mm -hmm. He was in army. So my dad just loved him. By then he was already you know used to because I, I yeah had that's what it was. Did he change? Was he oh, yeah. easier? Oh, yeah. He was easier oh, yeah. the second time around. Matter of fact, my dad think of him a lot. Mm -hmm. My dad just my dad and him just get along just. Right. He also knew that uh, he might as well not fuck it exactly. <laughs> twice. Exactly. And my brother was very good to my dad. Well, it just nice. get along so good. And my, my dad changed his attitude quite a bit. Mm -hmm. Well, do you feel that this is a good idea to show the differences in people uh, in the Asian community? Do you feel like it's needed? Do you, do you feel I like think they should understand it more. Mm -hmm. I think there's not enough opportunity given to America, really. Mm -hmm. I mean, they know there's a lot of Asian living in St. Louis, but I don't think there's enough opportunity to see or, or get together mm -hmm. or try to understand. Sometimes when I talk to people, uh, what concerns me is that because I ask certain questions, they give me certain answers. Uh -huh. Yeah. Okay? And that I can I can understand that, but I wonder sometimes what people, uh, you know, if somebody was interviewing me, I, I would probably react the same way, but well, you know, it, makes it, it makes it hard to, yeah. to know how much feelings you're really getting from people. I, you know, I just want to give you one example. There's a one customer comes to the bank. He doesn't have a very good feeling toward Asian people. How can you tell? Because he just act that way, and I know it. But especially after become a manager, he was kind of upset. And uh, you know, he never let me wait on him. He never come to really talk to me like he would to toward the other employee. Mm -hmm. And so at first time, it bothers me. You know, I said, "What did I do to that man that he doesn't like me?" But I figure, you know. No matter where I go, there's a people who will accept me the way I am easily and become a good friend. But no matter how hard I try, if a person like that will never accept me the way I am, he will never change. So therefore, I'm not going to let that bother me. Mm -hmm. I figure as long as he comes, we take care of his business. If he doesn't want to talk to me, fine. You know. But what, what I was saying is that in my asking questions of people, and how do you feel about this and feel about America, that because uh, of the situation that I'm asking questions in, you know, mm -hmm. and I just met people, they're not really going to always tell me how they feel. And as I say, they, there's no reason why they have to. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this isn't a life or death situation. But sometimes I wonder if the information that I'm getting uh -huh. is, uh, is it really true? There is really ones? true. Yeah, uh, I don't think people always like to, you know, admit uh, to some things, and they don't need to. It's uh -huh. not out to. But still, it, I always wonder. Yeah. I don't know. I I'm very different person. I think I'm sometimes I'm open too much of my. You know, whatever. But I'm the person 
I'm very outspoken. And it's well known even at work among my friends. And I figure, why should I tell the different side of me? Mm -hmm. Because then they don't get to know me, real me. Mm -hmm. You know, they might not, when I outspoken to them how I feel about them, they might not like me mm -hmm. first. But then I'm not going to let them like me now, later on, turn around. Well, gee, that wasn't the word I know. Kimmy, you know, I, if they don't like me, I want them to know it up front. Well, I think, I think we brought up some important things. Uh, in the beginning, you talked about the differences in, in the cultures and just mm -hmm. complete misunderstanding, which I think happens. Um, and uh, so I think we've... We've, we've mentioned a few things that are important. All right, I have to pick up. Today is uh, April 11th, 1990, and uh, I'm at Kimmy's office, and we're looking at some new pictures. It's so important. I mean, that's the biggest thing you can. The first birthday first party. First birthday Korea. and the 60th mm -hmm. birthday party is the two biggest birthday parties you can celebrate in your life. Mm -hmm. In between, it, you know, mom cook your special meal or whatever, and that's about it. But so I guess I would kind of felt that, you know, since Sally's birthday was so important, mm -hmm. I mean, I went bizarre. <laughs> <laughs> I went all the silverwares and just my husband and I decorated and we had about 50 guests in the house. And uh, this is your, this is your, that was uh, my house. That's your house. So mm -hmm. you're blending the uh, Korean custom with the with American. The yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, see, my husband kind of helped me to set this, you know, table I went up with all the Beautiful. new silverware oh, you know you bought all this silverware? yeah for, for her just birthday oh okay. I think I spent about like a four hundred dollar to just about a silver plate <laughs> and then it's now t tell me why it's so important the first because birthday. that's just a tradition mm -hmm. you know I mean it started for probably a hundred hundreds of years ago and that's how they celebrate it I mean one year first birthday is just a big you know, big shindigs. Does it, does it have anything to do with um, children? Uh, I was told, and I don't know if this is, you know, everybody's interpretation, but it, that sometimes they don't live to be a year, and this is in celebration and to Godspeed them on the rest of their way. Is that, that may be in some way true, not that I remember in my generation, mm -hmm. but it might be years, thousands of years ago when there was no medication or, you know, to yes. help the kids to, if they get sick you're, or whatever. You're what, 30? I'm 42. 42. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I'm Please sure there was times where, you know, mm -hmm. if the kids get sick, there might be not enough of medication go around, mm -hmm. maybe that was part of it. But, but not in my generation, because I remember I always going to a doctor. There's a doctor around the neighborhood. Matter of fact, one of my father was a doctor, so he was just sort of like a family doctor. So if mm -hmm. one of them gets sick or whatever, then, you know, we just bring him or we go visiting so there wasn't much but there might be the very truth in there uh -huh. you know it might be very truth in there so there's some clinics that there. oh thank you so that was her birthday you mm -hmm. know just kind of party and this is all birthday party and this is she's dressed in <laughs> Korean my dad and me oh uh, Korean you have a little, like a little baseball hat <laughs> behind <laughs> it that's my husband oh that's your husband <laughs> And it was all, she oh, wasn't very comfortable, so she really didn't want to put the dress on, so I kind of forced to put them on.